All right, what is going on? Hello and welcome to the King's Lab podcast. My name is Matt. This is Kevin. How you doing, Kev? Living the dream. Living the dream. Love it. Today, I'm also living the dream. Today is a monumental day for people like me, uh, baseball fans, because today was the first day of spring training games. Do you, you like baseball at all? Uh, no, uh, actually, I'm not a big baseball fan. There's one pitcher, one hitter, and one catcher. Get out. Super boring job. Leave. Get out. The, just, did you see the smile just like vanished I off mean, my face? Like, you play 160 games or whatever it 162. is. 162. 162. And then, you know, playoffs, I guess, are kind of fun, but uh, it's just never really gotten to it. I'm a basketball guy. It's high, no, high I, intensity, constantly I, I, moving. I, I know you're a I basketball do. guy. I mean, this is a basketball podcast, but come on. Kid. The, ba- baseball is kind of like the chess of sports where a, a lot of other sports are kind you of You said like checkers, checkers, right? Thing. Yeah. Because checkers. I mean, you hit a ball over a fence. Come on. You, I am very disappointed in the way this conversation is going. We need to change the subject quickly here. Yeah, we should so, talk about the one in nine Sacramento Kings over the last no, 10 games. No, let's not change it there yet. Um, okay, well, well, what seasons do you like? Because, you know, this is the start of baseball season, but also a few other things. Like, what, what's your favorite season? Well, I mean, I do enjoy spring because it's like uh, just kind of the, it starts to warm up, but specifically March Madness. Been a big March Madness guy since college. I'm not going to say that I've taken days off from work because my boss could be listening, um, but I really enjoy March Madness. Nobody listens. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I, I feel like spring is a great season. The weather's nice. March Madness. The NBA is kind of winding down its regular season, that final stretch. And then, of course, baseball, the best sport ever. Come on, Kevin. Yeah, I get good naps during baseball season. Dude. Catch up on movies, Netflix. Come on, man. It's a good, Come on. It's a good time. Uh, NBA Summer League, that's also a good season. I, I love summer, personally. I like, you know, the whole swimming, barbecues. Like fourth, I'm a big 4th of July guy. Like, fireworks are fun, you know. And I feel like I'm hoping that after the pandemic hit last year and kind of made 2020 feel like one giant season, just one giant, like, crappy season, that that's we right. actually get to experience some seasons this year. That would be refreshing if we actually got back to experiencing seasons outside of like weather you know but with the actual activities that go on to that would be it'd be nice to agreed barbecue season it's three to four seasons a year with barbecue. <laughs> i love it nice so all right i guess it's inevitable we we have to talk about the kings so the kings in their last 10 games are as you mentioned one in nine they are 13 and 20 on the season Currently 13th in the Western Conference. They're, uh, as we speak right now, halfway through uh, battling the Charlotte Hornets right now. Um, and, uh, you know, Kev, the, the March 25th trade deadline is around the corner. We're less than a month away from that. Um, it's quite a different tune we're singing. I believe the last time we met, the Kings had won seven of their last eight, and now they've lost nine of their last ten. That's pretty polar opposites i mean we've mentioned the king's roller coaster it, it just i mean this is this is kind of crazy i don't know i don't even know where to start here well i blame us i mean every time we've had a podcast you we, and me yes okay we have fair fair we have swung the pendulum from playoffs to 
blow the team. I mean, Single-handedly. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like we were three and three for the first podcast and the next thing, you know, or three and three for the second. And then the third podcast, I think we were one in five or something. And then we went on the seven for eight. And then now we're one in nine. I'm like, I think it was our fault for how long that losing streak. So if we had done a couple more episodes, maybe they would have snapped out of their funk and. Yeah, it's our fault. <sighs> All right. I, I accept responsibility. Oh, but let's let's talk about the last 10 games a little bit. Um, so it it hasn't necessarily been an offensive issue, it seems like. That's the weird thing, because I saw a stat at the time it was seven. It had then extended to nine before we finally beat Detroit to where we had nine consecutive games where the Kings scored 110 points or more but lost the game. That's nuts. It was one short of the record that the Knicks set in 1960, where they went 10 games of scoring, uh, consecutive games of scoring 110 points or more and losing. Um, that's a crazy stat to me. Yeah. And I mean, you, when you look at it from that perspective and our offense, it's funny because if you think about the last couple of years, we've not talked about an offensive juggernaut for the Sacramento Kings. Usually we're happy to break 100 points. Now we're breaking 100 points, but we're still losing. So you got to look at the the defensive side of the ball. I mean, in the last 10 games uh, for rebounds, we were ranked last in total rebounds. However, on the offensive rebound, we were ranked ninth uh, in the league. Uh, just very interesting. So ninth in offensive rebounds but dead last in defensive and in total rebounds yes. so to i mean think about that to have that kind of a disparity that kind of discrepancy in the numbers you have to be getting obliterated on the defensive glass because if you rank in the top third in the league in offensive rebounds but you're dead last in total rebounds that means you are just getting demolished on the defensive rebound front yeah, like, or on the offensive side, we can't hit a layup and we get the rebound and it pads the stats. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Boogie boarding. I'm sure there's a little bit of that too. Uh, like that one the other night where uh, against Detroit where it was a horrible foul call, Buddy putting back that shot at the end. And but, we did, I mean, we were missing Barnes for a, a couple of games. We missed Holmes for a game or two. Whiteside's been out. Right. Um, so, I mean, we, we haven't been exactly strong on the defensive side. And when you're injured, even when you come back, like, you're not a hundred percent. So there's a, there's an effort piece missing. I would say effort and grit has been the focus the last 10 games. We just haven't had it. Yeah. And as a team, we haven't had it because, you know, Halliburton is second on the team in steals behind Fox and he missed a game and we finally get a win. So I don't think it's any, you know, it's no individual effort or anything. It's definitely a team effort, but it's just, it's crazy. Um, had a little bit of walk in there. It's crazy. Um, it just the, in the last, so we're scoring points in the last 10 games. You had mentioned we're 11th in field goal percentage, um, 13th in points. So it's like we're in the top half of the league for field goal percentage and scoring. We're putting up 110 points or more in these games, but yet we're losing. That just goes to show how bad the defense really is. We, I mean, to lose nine in a row while scoring 110 points or more, your defense has to be very bad. Yeah. Right? I mean, horrible. And, you know, and our free throw percentage is still, I mean, 29th out of 30 teams. We were at 72.4%. I Ugh. mean, we're leaving free points on there. But, I mean, we were... Yeah, we edged out the Cavs by 0.1% from last in the NBA <laughs> in free throw percentage. The data doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I would, I mean, I feel as if... Uh, we're dead last in free throws. The the games though that we lost, I mean, we, 
they most of them weren't even close. So I don't know if free throws would have been the deciding factor, but mm-hmm. there was an effort and and basketball IQ has just absolutely been lacking um, for a number of our players. Yeah, just not playing with their heads in the game, not playing good defense. And the things, I feel like a broken record. I feel like the things that you and I have been preaching all season long have been defense, rebounding, and free throws. That's it. Right? And so you look at the defense, it has not been there. Now, the turnovers um, have been a little bit better. We're still, in the last 10 games, we're 19th. We're averaging 13 turnovers a game. That's still too many. But that's not what's killing us. I mean, ranked 19th, that's not going to like lose games for us. But last in rebounds and last in free throws, or de- second to last in free throws, that will kill you. That's what's losing. You look at that, those stats right there, and you're like, that's why we're losing. We're 29th in free throws and last in rebounds over the last 10 games. I mean, obviously, there's a defensive component. Um, I think the rebounding goes into the defense, though, too, because if we're giving teams second-chance points, then we're going to give up a lot more points. And so I think that defense and rebounds go hand-in-hand, right? I mean, you coach basketball. I'm sure you can speak to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, In defense, it's a mentality. I mean, Holmes has that mentality when he's in the game. It's this, you're going to die for every loose ball. You're going to go for every rebound. It's 100%. Um, I think there was just times where, you know, Halliburton's going 100%. I've never not seen him go 100%. Um, just seems like guys would just have lapses or they'd give up and and teams would go on runs. I can't remember which game it was. It was a couple games back where I want to say a team went on like a 17-0 run in the third quarter and it just obliterated us. Yeah. And those happen too many times where, you know, we're kind of in the games, but we're also giving teams wide open lanes to the bucket. We're not crashing the boards. It's just, um, it's just been a domino effect. Yeah. And that, and as a result, we're seeing a horrible efficiency rating. Um, our plus minus over the last 10 games is negative 9.8, which is good for 28th in the league. So, I mean, I guess you don't rebound, you don't play defense, you don't make your free throws. That's going to put you low in efficiency rating it makes sense but it's just it's disappointing to look at those numbers on paper and actually see them i mean the knicks dropped 140 points on us it was a record for good them. night Ugh. it was yeah that was <laughs> i'm pretty sure i sent you a text i said trade everyone <laughs> you, you did yeah and, and and yeah that's the next thing so a couple of things like do we make a trade and well i'll, I'll ask you the next let's take it one thing at a time do we make a trade? Yes. Yeah? Like, who, who should we trade? Who do you think gets traded, and who would you like to see traded? I think the, you know, the best thing I've heard when you look at trades is you got to look at, will the other team want what we have? Right now, teams are probably calling, I would bet, for Belly, who's played well in the minutes that he's gotten. Hasn't been a lot, but I think he's been pretty efficient. I'd- Does it make you angry that he wasn't playing all those games before when we see him come in now and like play decently? Or do you think he's come, he's come in now basically so we can show him off so we can trade him? Um, you, I mean, obviously there was something weird going on with yeah, him. That's and exactly so, what I was going to say is there's some odd, but you kind of called it at the beginning of the season. You said well, Luke kind of has this way of having some weird rotations and eliminating certain guys at yeah, certain times. Especially that, with his big man. And I feel as if Belly just kind of got lost in the shuffle. And based on everything that Walton was saying, kind of kind of makes sense. But Belly's a professional. I mean, he stepped up. He played. He's been efficient. Um, I, I like what he I like what he's been doing. You know, today he got in the first quarter. It's great to have him 
part of the rotation, but I'm pretty sure he's gone. I'm sure teams are calling for Holmes. I, I don't know of very many teams that wouldn't want Rashawn Holmes. Harrison Barnes, he's an attractive piece. The Celtics want him. I'm not really sure who else is looking at him, but I know Buddy Heald's also been looked at, but Buddy's not. I mean, he's still putting up some points, but not the best. Yeah, I'd like to hang on to Holmes if we could, obviously. I mean, right now, I don't know. I mean, maybe almost anybody's on the table at this point. I don't know, but I'd like to hang on to Holmes if we could. Halliburton stays. Well, yeah, obviously. He's he's still a rookie. He's not going anywhere. (laughs) And Fox. I'd like to see Fox, Holmes, and Halliburton stay for sure. Um, A lot of Kings fans are calling for Luke Walton's head. Um, What do you think his job status is in the near future? I'll be honest with you. I thought if we lost 10 straight, I was pretty sure on that flight home, he was going to get the call and say, I mean, he almost did it. Yep. There was, there were, I mean, the, we barely beat the Pistons. We shouldn't be happy about that win. It was a very sloppy win. Yeah. We were looking good early, blew the lead and then almost lost that game. I will say I've appreciated Walton having a little bit of motion. Did you see him break that clipboard yeah. in the game? And I don't know if I've ever shown seen him show so much emotion. Uh, it's nice to see it. Better late than never. <laughs> and, you know, after the ninth straight loss, both Barnes and Fox came to the mic after the game and said, the coaches drew up a great game plan. The players did not execute. And at some level, I appreciate the players saying that. But if players don't execute your game plan as a boss, if my employee doesn't execute my sure vision, then right. I find the employees that are going to do it. Absolutely. I mean, at some point, some of the responsibility has to land on the players. Like he can't, Luke Walton can't rebound for the players. Right. He, Luke Walton can't make free throws for our play. Those are things that the players have to do. Um, and the fact that we're scoring you know, in the top third of the league right now shows that like the offensive scheme isn't terrible and the weapons that he has are not terrible. Um, Defense, I don't know where to place that blame. I mean that, but all I know is unfortunately the way that the NBA works nowadays is if teams aren't winning, somebody's got to fall on the sword and it's kind of inexcusable to lose nine games in a row. I feel like that can't all be on the players. It can't all be on Walton either. Agreed. But it can't all be on the players. So, I mean, I feel like he's doing some things right. I mean, are there certain guys that you would like to see getting more minutes or what would you like to see him mixing up the rotation a little bit? Because obviously, whatever we were doing for these games, it wasn't working. Yeah, I would like to see a little bit more belly. I think we're starting to see him a little bit more. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've been following Woodard down in the G League a little bit. Um, yeah, you've been you've been blowing me up about him. I know. 17, I mean, he's averaging 17 points, 11 rebounds, two assists a game. Um, he said he had a game a couple nights back, 28 points. I think he's he could provide good minutes. I like Jeffries. I like the minutes he's been playing. It was a great move for us to release Glenn Robinson the third. I agree. Yeah, that's something we didn't even really talk about. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we got rid of him. His efficiency was so low. He could shoot threes, and that was literally it. He was just not an efficient player. Um, you know, yeah. I wish him the best in his career, but I'm glad that he's no longer with the Kings. 
Yeah, and he was a professional. I thought, you know, he carried himself well, but everybody on the defensive side of the ball knew he was going. He was going for the. He was looking for the hoop every time he got the ball. Yeah. Do you think that Kyle Guy will get any more minutes going forward? I mean, he just had his career high. I think two games ago at nine points. I'd like to see him break that a couple of times. The this goat. Year. Yeah, <laughs> love Kyle Guy. Uh, no, I think Kyle Guy deserves some minutes. I mean, a two-way player we didn't even send down to the G League. So I feel like we see value in him. We need to we need to let it rip. Yeah, and at this point, what else do you have to lose? You know. Um, but I I would love to find you know package Javari Parker if you need to. Um, but the hard part is you're either going to take salary back or you're just going to trade for picks. Um, so I mean I don't I don't know too much without giving up assets for us to get something back that's that's worth it for us. But can we get free agents? So Right. Yeah. That's the other component because if we do make trades, what do we trade for? It would only make sense if we trade for a young player who's not a free agent at the end of this season because we're not probably going to compete this season. Um, And then do we have any players that can bring back a decent draft pick in return? What can we do with those draft picks? And then can we lure in uh, a decent free agent in the off season this year is is what it's going to come down to. Well, and there's a, you know, the, the, Top 10 teams, there's a, what's the 10th, 9th, and 8th do a play-in tournament for that last eight spot. So, I mean, right. we're only three games out from that. That's Yeah, I year. mean, we're talking like the season is over. It it's probably not. just feels that way because we <laughs> lost nine in a row. Uh, it's not over yet. It isn't. But, you know, at, when I say we're not going to contend, I mean, like, the likelihood that the Kings are going to win an NBA championship this season are not extremely high. And so I just think that it would be wise of the front office to keep that in mind as they plan and continue to build for our future. We need a growth mindset. So we need yeah. to see growth every game, each week, each month. I would say the last nine games or 10 games, there wasn't a lot of growth, bright spots. I mean, Halliburton played better. Um, I think he's going to continue to shine this year. But outside of that, I'm trying to think of a bright spot over the last 10 games. Yeah, and and he's day-to-day right now. And then you had mentioned that since Medu broke his wrist, that nobody really stepped up. Um, Oh, man. If I was was a player and Valachunas threw one of my players or my, you know, teammates to the ground then who broke his wrist i mean whether he broke his wrist or not just the disrespect he showed him i'd have been in his face but walton didn't get a t the players didn't seem to even react it seemed to be like it was that's almost that like one where like in baseball that sport that that you hate the sacred sport that you hate where like there are times where when a player one with the stick and the ball stop it okay stop it and there's times where a player will will not get a call will strike out and the manager comes out and you can tell it's fake like you can tell he's not really that fired up but he acts like he is and gets ejected purposely to fire up his team as a show of like i've got your back to his team um and to get the team fired up and it would have been nice to see luke or some of the guys kind of I, I look for a that. fox to step up in there. Actually, yeah. I, I probably would have expected a Halliburton, honestly. He's kind of got that fiery chip. But nobody, nobody seemed it. They just kind of went about it, and, like, that was it. Yeah. Um, last thing, um, before we move on to the upcoming games, I know you had mentioned you'd like to see Buddy Heald uh, on the bench at the expense of Halliburton. And, right, you you want to start Halliburton over oh, Buddy yeah. Heald, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's a tricky situation. It is because Buddy could potentially bring back trade value. Yes. So yeah, like there, there's two reasons why you don't 
bench buddy at this point, right? It hurts his trade value, and he's kind of been known to be a diva in the past when things like that yeah. happen. So we don't really need locker room issues right now when we're finally starting to get our footing under us after stopping that losing streak. And at the same time, we want to maximize the trade value for Buddy Heald. So, yeah, I mean, we have four minutes left in the third with the game right now. Buddy has 26 points. I know. If this is the Buddy we got every game. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sure McNair is getting some phone calls. I mean, is trading Buddy kind of the solution to some of those problems? Because, I mean, as much as he can be an offensive igniter and catalyst for and a spark, um, his defense isn't phenomenal. And it frees up time for Halliburton, who we could really develop and continue, like you said, growth mode. Um, and then that, that presence, that diva presence is kind of gone. Whereas, like, who's going to take the last shot? Remember earlier in the season, he got upset that we wanted to take the last shot. He gets upset if he gets benched. Like, it, do you feel like at this point that's the best move if we can maximize his value is to trade Buddy Heald? Yeah, I think it, I think at this point trading Buddy Heald because Buddy Heald I think is in the NBA game right now. Like, we are not a very good team. So whatever team he goes to, they either have to have two or three stars to where he's not the second option the second look. He needs to be the third or the fourth. Role player, yeah. Role player. Or he needs to be the sixth man. I can see him having a Lou Williams when, kind of career. Yeah, when Buddy is in catch-and-shoot mode, he's actually very good. Very it's good. when he tries to create that he ends up like dribbling the ball off his foot, forcing a bad pass, chucking up a shot over three defenders to do a heat check because he's made a couple. Yep. And so when he, when somebody else drives the lane draws the defender and distributes to Buddy and he catches and shoots, he's like one of the best in the league at that. Agreed. Um, and, you know, he makes his free throws. His defense is meh, but I feel like there is a role for him. I just, with the way this team is built, I don't know that it's here. Yeah, and I've, I've seen a couple of national writers as well as local writers talk about Barnes and him are about to be 29 years old. They're making up, I want to say, roughly $44 million of our salary cap. Wow. And that, I mean, for as good as our team is right now, we could use a little more flexibility with our salary cap. Right. Agreed. Well, let's talk about the three upcoming games that we have. Um, our, our next game is against the Lakers, who are currently the two seed in the West and longtime Sacramento Kings rival. They're 23 and 11. Then we go at Portland, who is 18 and 14. They are currently the sixth seed in the West. And then the team ranked right below the Kings currently, which is the Houston Rockets. They are 11 and 20. The Rockets were on a 10-game losing streak last yeah. I checked. And they released Boogie. They were on a skid with us, yep. And Cousins is gone now. Um, what are your thoughts about these next three games? It's obviously a tough one at home against the Lakers. Then we go at Portland and then at home against Houston. So we stay on the West Coast um, for some Western Conference games here. What do you think about these next three games? I mean, I, maybe it's the pessimism, to- pessimism talking, but I could see us going 0-3. I don't know how you could be pessimistic <laughs> with the way the Kings I mean, have played you, the last 10 games, You Kevin. look at the Lakers... And, you know, they're, they're figuring it out. And this seems like a game where uh, Kuzma or even, um, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, the bald kid, uh, oh gosh, for the Lakers. What is his name? Where's the headband? Oh, it's going to come to me after this. Okay. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it like the last three minutes of this podcast. I'm going to know it. It's going to come. LeBron James? No. It's his little brother. <laughs> 
Um, but anyways, long story short, it looks like they're going to have 40 points against us. And then you got Portland. Portland seems to always figure it out against us. Very rarely, I think we've, you know, recently, they, they kind of have our number. And then Houston with us being 13th and 14th in our division, I could, or in the, in the conference, I could see us losing that one just because we'll think it's going to be an easy win and they're going to come and come and get us. But yeah, so I, I would say those three games, I hope to get at least one or two. Um, but I'm really honestly paying attention to what Monty McNair is going to do. Um, I think there are some moves that can be made. I think this team, um, I think he's made some good moves so far. I would, like I said, I'm, I'm excited to see when we get those guys up from the G League, Ramsey and Woodard, to see what they can provide. I'd like to see Kyle Guy get some more minutes if we can find a deal for Buddy. I, I just have a sneaking suspicion Barnes is gone. Yeah, no, I've kind of felt that way for a while too. I know you kind of fought it for a while, but I, lo- I like, I, it, but I love Barnes too. I just think with where the team's at, it makes sense. He's yeah. one of our best trade pieces at this point. Agreed. Um, just a note about the upcoming games: the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis is out for four weeks with a calf injury. I think Dennis Schroeder is banged up too. You know, they're still a very good team, but it is nice to not have to contend with arguably the best big man in the league. Um, and then Portland still has Nurkic out. Um, you know, and McCollum too, I believe. Right. And that I feel like, um, you know, uh, Cantor has been filling in admirably for him. Uh, he's not much of a defensive guy, more of a points and rebounds guy, but then, yeah. So, you know, I, my point is, I think I could see the Kings, you know, they're leading right now against Charlotte. I, hopefully I didn't jinx that. I'll knock on wood. They're up by six right now at the end of the third quarter. We're, um, we're now going to lose by 21. Yeah. Sorry Thanks, guys. Matt. Sorry. Uh, but you know, if they hang on here, uh, win a couple in a row, and then if they could take two of these next three, you know, just saying, we could all of a sudden have a little breath of life again. So, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what McNair does here going forward. So, anything else from your end before we uh, before we wrap this up, Kev? Yeah, I was just thinking about that great player from the Lakers that I was forgetting about, and that's Alex Caruso. It oh, came Caruso. To me. Uh, you know, he's just, he's the Kyle guy of the Lakers. Sorry, I didn't help you out there. I was kind of like, liking uh, watching you flounder there, you know, so. I'd normally am not, I don't flounder like <laughs> no, that. No, you it don't just flounder. Com- completely escaped my mind. Yeah. Um, and that's why I know it he's going to go for 35. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, if you can't think of his name, he'll drop 40 against that's the right. Kings. That's a good rule. All right. Well, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this time. Uh, Kev, Twitter. Twitter at the Kings Lab. At the King, the King's Lab, and um, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us good reviews. We always love and appreciate that. Uh, until next time, I'm Matt. He's Kevin, and this is the King's Lab. Yeah.